there, and thanks for joining me in the uh, podcast today. The healthy family. That's my topic. In fact, it's in search of the healthy family. Now, some years back, a syndicated columnist columnist, uh, by the name of Dolores Curran, C-U-R-R-A-N, Dolores Curran, authored a syndicated book, which she entitled Traits of a Happy, Healthy Family. It was published by Winston Press. And she came upon this book in this way and wrote on the topic. She surveyed 500 social workers, educators, family therapists, and church workers through a questionnaire that she sent to them, soliciting their views of a healthy family. And the responses then formed the basis of the 15 traits commonly found among families that were known to be healthy. Now, one could view these 500 professionals uh, as being relatively representative of the population of therapists and people who deal with families in a variety of ways in the course of their life business. So they have perspective. They have history. They have the idea of what a healthy family is compared to a family that's not particularly healthy. So I found this book to be very critically important because I think we need to look at ways in which families function and separate out the families that are considered healthy from those that are not and use the healthy family as a model, as an example, as an opportunity for all of us to learn how to improve family life and how to make family life rich and strong and positive so that all can succeed and all do well. Mother, dad, kids, maybe even the pets for that matter. So what did uh, Dolores Curran find as a result of her survey of these 500 social workers and educators and family therapists? Let's take a look at the um, 15 traits, but actually I won't probably go through all of them. I'll give you a little sampling of what these traits are because here's the deal. It's important to learn from each other. It's important to learn from people who are doing it right. It's important to learn from people who are doing it well. It's important to learn from people who have somehow found the formula of healthiness, healthy family living, strong family living, positive family living, constructive family living. We need to kind of identify, not the people necessarily, but the lifestyle, the characteristics, the traits that make up healthy family life. Here's what she found, generally speaking. Healthy families communicate and they listen to one another. They communicate, they talk, they express themselves, and they listen and they respond and they listen and they respond. It's like a tennis match. You go back and forth, you hit and you listen, you hit and you listen, you hit and you listen. You talk and you listen, you talk and you listen. So if healthy families talk, they have a chatter, they have ideas flowing, they have emotions being expressed in words and thoughts being expressed in words and feelings being expressed in words. They use words to communicate. They word, use words to relate to each other. And then they listen to each other as well. They hear what is being said and they respond to cope appropriately and accordingly. Here's the other thing that she found. Very, very important. Healthy families do, in fact, quarrel. But you know what? Besides quarreling, healthy families resolve their quarrels. They reconcile. They engage in reconciliation. You know, it's common... When I uh, meet with kids, I ask them, do your parents fight? Do your parents argue? Do your parents quarrel? And I often will get an answer. Sure they do. Most parents do quarrel. Most parents do have differences. But then I go on and ask the next question. Do they ever come back to you and tell you how they resolved their quarreling? 
what they settled on, how they resolve their differences, how they settle the problem, how they solve the problem. And very few kids indicate that parents do that. Most parents quarrel, but never come back to their kids and say, you know, we were quarreling and here's what we settled on. Here's how we solved it. Here's how we resolved it. Here's how we answered the problem. Quarreling families are healthy families only if they resolve their quarreling, if they have reconciliation. And unfortunately, many families quarrel, but they don't solve it at all. Or if they don't solve it, they kind of keep it to themselves and don't show how it benefited the entire family. Okay, those are two points. Those are very, very important points. Let's go on to another one. Here's the third one. Healthy families express affirmation to each other and for each other, and they express mutual support. They love each other. They care for each other. How can I help? How can I be able to help to you? What can we do together? Can you help me do this? Can you help me do that? Thank you. You're a good person. I appreciate you. I appreciate what you've done. Thank you for helping me. I appreciate what you have. You have great abilities. You have great traits. You have great skills. And they name them. And so they express affirmation. They let family members know that they're affirmed for some reason and for something they've done. But there's that mutual support that comes in the course of their conversation together. Here's another thing that they do, healthy families. They respect individual differences. That is, everybody has their own unique skills. Everybody has their own traits. Everybody has their own personality. And they respect the personality of each, the skills of each, the contributions of each, how everybody contributes to family life. Everybody does it in a little different way, and each has their own uniqueness. They respect fact that everybody is different, have uh, different abilities, have different skills, have different interests, and respect that and honor that and celebrate those differences. Here's another factor. Healthy families have a sense of trust for each other and in each other. In other words, they behave in a way that promotes trust. If you say you're going to do something, you do it. If you say you're not going to do something, you don't do it. That's how you build trust. You follow up on your word. You follow through. Healthy families do that. They have that sense of trust because they have built a reputation of doing what they say they're going to do and be where they're going to be and carry out an action that they say they're going to carry out and fulfill an action that they've committed to. Here's another quality of healthy, fam uh, healthy families. They teach right from wrong. The parents start. They teach right from wrong. There are things we do and there are things we do not do. There are things which are allowable and there are things which are not allowable. There are things which are okay and there are things which are not okay. There are things which are encouraged and there are things which are not encouraged. That's right from wrong. And then that's honored. That's followed. Not just by the kids, but it's honored by the parents as well. What's good for the kids is good for the parents. Healthy families have that sense of what is right and what is wrong because it's taught. It's talked about, it's explored, it's expressed, it's discussed, and then there's agreement, and we follow through, and we honor those. That's what healthy families do. Here's another factor of healthy families. They have many family and cultural traditions. How they spend Christmas, how they spend Easter, how they spend the summer, how they spend the 4th of July, what they do during their birthday times, what they do during anniversaries, how they celebrate those the traditions of a family. Healthy families build these traditions. That makes the family. Makes the family think together, play together, plan together, enjoy together, engage in activities together around traditions. But there are also cultural differences. If you're Swedish, you have Swedish cultures, cultural uh, traditions. If you're Mexican, you have Mexican traditions. If you're Latino, you have Latino uh, forms of uh, cultural patterns of expression and enjoyment. 
you're Irish, you have Irish traditions, and so on. Whatever the culture is of your family, you build the traditions of that culture. They identify with a culture. Identify with the culture of the kids, the culture of the parents, the culture of the grandparents. And here's another one. They have a shared religious faith. Healthy families have a shared religious faith. Now, that says, okay, what religion is the one that they should have? Well, it isn't a matter of what religion they have. It's a matter that they share in common. Dad and mother attend church, synagogue, the temple, and the kids do too. And as a family, you do it. That's what healthy families do. They all share a faith in common. They all exercise a faith in common. They all practice a faith in common. It isn't a matter of sending the kids to church. It's a matter of as a family going to church and exercising religious practices within the home. Reading the Bible, praying together, memorizing of a scripture verse together, talking about religious topics, reading religious books and sharing topics and ideas and, and issues that are being discussed. Study the history of religion. Study comparative religions. That's what healthy families do. Religion is not just something that is put on the shelf during the week and taken off on Sunday. It's something that is lived in the course of the day, in the course of the week. And one last point I'd like to mention. Healthy families value service to others. They, the healthy families value service to others. They volunteer their, their time together. They give money to nonprofit organizations, to charities. They support charities. They celebrate charities. They read about charities. They study charities. They know charities. They know charitable people. They do things, whether it's for the homeless or for uh, someone else or it's for some country or for kids who are orphans or whatever it might be. Healthy families together share a common interest in serving and helping others in some form, some form of charity work. That's what healthy families do. So the question then becomes, are you a healthy family? Do you engage in healthy family practices? Are you working on becoming a healthier family today than you were last year? Day-to-day -day living is important, but it's important if each family member engages in a similar behavior day-to-day. -day. Practice the dynamic togetherness of behaving in a similar way as a family member. Supporting each other and being together and enjoying each other and celebrating each other and affirming each other and helping each other and being just part of a together family. A together family. That's the issue. So work on it and uh, hope this is helpful to you. Take these points down. Study them. Read them. Make them part of your life. Make them part of your family life and you'll benefit. You'll be happier. You will have a much happier life yourself besides contributing to a much happier life for the family in which you live. So go back to your own family when you were raised. The family Was that a happy family? Was that a healthy family that you were raised in? What about the family you're raising now? Is it a healthy, happy family? Are you doing it? Make some comparisons. Improve yourself. Thanks for joining me and bye for now.